friends, welcome back. It's Haruka again. And today I wanted to talk about alcohol and minimalism. So heads up that that's the content warning is drinking, not drinking. Um, I don't really have any particularly triggering stories or anything like that to share. Um, but just so you know, heads up. Um, of course, obviously no hard feelings if you don't listen to this episode because of that. And I wanted to dive right in because the reason why I t- wanted to talk about this was Yes, I saw a TikTok. Um, well, I don't have TikTok, so I saw the TikTok on Instagram Reels, which I actually really enjoy because then you're getting like the curated version of TikTok, so you don't have to sift through all the material on your own. Although I do hear the TikTok algorithm is pretty fantastic, so maybe that's not really a problem. Whew, that was a mouthful. One of the things that they say about doing podcasting is that you need to take a good hard breath at the start of a sentence if you're going to go into a long one, which I did again before knowing that I was going to do it again. Okay. Today we're talking about, I guess, alcohol with minimalism for sure. Um, But when I saw that TikTok, it was about someone who was working on sobriety advocacy, which is really cool. And she, I think her um, main goal from what I could tell from my quick survey of her profile was that she just wanted to normalize like people making their own choices about drinking, not drinking, whatever that might be. And I obviously fullheartedly agree with that, but I wanted to come on here and talk about it because I didn't drink until I turned 21. And now I do. And I'm a white wine and whiskey girl, primarily because I'm cheap. And white wine is generally one of the cheaper items on the menu that generally tastes pretty decent regardless of the price range. (laughs) And whiskey is just like a recent addition. Unfortunately, far more expensive, but I don't really go for it on my own budget. That said, I didn't drink. So I'm in college right now, as you know, and I entered college when I was, I think, around 18. I don't remember, honestly, the exact age. I kind of sometimes forget what exact age I am right now, which is going to bode well for me when I get tested on like how old I am when someone's trying to check my identity and I'm going to be like, wait, give me a second to do the math. But that said, when I entered college and for a year and I think two years or so, I I forget exactly again because I don't know what age I am, but for a couple years I didn't drink. And the reason why was honestly, there wasn't really any reason. I told people if I were being 100%, I told people a variety of reasons because people always asked, And some of them were, I don't really see a reason why, which was probably the truest answer that I gave because I didn't really see why I need to drink. I also, uh, I think I'm sure I said at some point that I want to have full control over what I'm doing, which is also true. I want to know what I'm up to. And I think it's strange that you would just not want to know that. Like, sure, life is hard, yes, but not knowing what I'm doing and causing ruckus that I have to deal with later seems like a worse idea to me. Obviously, that is an abnormal thought, and that is not the norm. Oh, I I should probably talk through what happens in the United States at the higher educational level, because this is not true for all higher educational institutions, of course. And it's easy to kind of get trapped in this mindset that this is what every single person on earth does, but it just isn't. But the main narrative of U.S. higher educational institutions and among students who follow traditional age range trajectories, so if you get into college somewhere between the age range of like 16 to 20, let's say 21, somewhere around there. Then what you would normally do is you live in a college dorm your first couple years and at the very least, if not all four years. And when you get to university, you get a lot of training about, you know, 
the whole alcohol safety, drug safety, wellness, that sort of like online training at the start. But um, the reality is that a lot of people do go out and going out is great and it's fun. And of course, I did that too. But a lot of people engage in substances to a degree that's not, to me, doesn't, doesn't seem to benefit them. I mean, I guess if you derive joy, that's fine. But I don't really believe in that 100%. Like, I think that there are, oh, this is complicated, right? Because it's not a bad thing to drink in and of itself. And whatever harm that comes from it, the problem is the harm that is not the alcohol. That said, because I had kind of grown up hearing, well, I guess not grown up hearing personally or anything, but I had this awareness of what could happen. That kind of scared me. And honestly, that's kind of a screwed up world we live in where there's this thing that can disarm you and there are things in the world that can harm you after that happens. But it's the problem is not being disarmed. The problem is that there are harm that can come to your way when you are disarmed. So, I mean, that's a whole nother topic. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. For the sake of keeping this podcast a safe space, I'm not going to talk about all of that burden, but I want to talk about the alcohol a bit, which is that this, so this TikTok, let me circle back to that. The little TikTok that I just watched, they talked about how, I, I found this particularly relatable. They were talking about how when you say you don't drink, everyone asks you why, but when you say you don't want mayonnaise, which I also don't really eat mayonnaise much, it's not that I'm allergic or anything. I have, again, no reason to not eat it. I just don't really. It just kind of feels like a ball of fat to me that you're eating. I don't know. It feels a little uncomfortable to me. And so I don't, but like also I won't, you know, like reject food if it has a little bit of mayonnaise in it or anything like that because I'm not allergic or anything. So this TikTok was saying that if you don't take mayonnaise, no one's going to go around asking you why. If you don't take like coffee, people aren't, you know, asking you questions left and right in the same way that people do with alcohol. I find that fascinating. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm a psych major because I can't stop talking about the fact that I'm an international relations and psych double major. Those two are very, very close to my heart and integral to my identity. And so I was thinking, why why does this bother people so much? And obviously I have no answer. And I'm sure there are people who have done research on this as well. So they have an answer that is far more scientifically reliable than what I'm thinking through. But... I think that the reason why people maybe maybe I'm on the I'm obviously biased because I was on the non-drinking end and yeah now I do drink but I've never gotten like hammered I don't really see the value in it and I don't know um, and so I'm biased but I'm wondering if it's because if you don't if you don't if you have someone who doesn't drink to that degree is it disarming is it that it's startling that someone who does not have the substance in them can have can take as much joy from the environment as you can i mean you know i'm sure i'm sure it's different as in i'm sure that in those exact same parties if i were that i attended completely sober as in literally 100% sober not even having a sip of alcohol or anything like that in me maybe those parties would have been more fun in the moment but maybe i would remember less maybe there's something kind of disconcerting or like uncomfortable about the fact that someone could be in that environment that whoever is asking the question deemed impossible without intoxication because let's be honest a lot of college alcohol is not there for the delicacy one time i was at a college party and <laughs> i 
noticed that they had naked juice as their mixer. I thought that was a very peculiar choice, but at the time I was a naked juice fan. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like a if you're not from、um, or haven't been around the U.S.,、um, naked juice is I don't know if they're available elsewhere, but it's kind of like a smoothie but sugary, like a sugary, yeah, very Americanized.、Um, sorry about the roasts, but today that's what this is about. And so I. Proceeded to be the primary consumer of that ginormous bottle of juice.、Um, luckily, I was not intoxicated, so I was able to enjoy it. And those things are pretty expensive, so I, I derived a lot of joy from that. But aside from that, most college beverages are not really particularly tasty. It's just not really what people are going for, unfortunately. Unless I guess if you live in the world of Gossip Girl and you're popping champagnes, I guess. But I guess that was high school, so in college we get a downgrade. That downgraded thing, I I really want to question why. I mean, I'm not here to provide any answers. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe you know you have more joy out of life if you drink all the time. But I think that there's no rush. First of all, to get started on it.、Um, If anyone who's listening to this is underage in whatever country you are in whatever respective way, I think that I mean you know what's wrong with being within the law? Like there is no you don't you don't get a badge of honor for breaking the law. I mean I'm sure we all know this, but、um, I, I find it I think there is some sort of fascination with that like idea of breaking the law, but in a safe way. And I am here to say is that I don't really see value in it,、um, and I don't think people should. Either like in that in and of itself.、Um, now that we've gotten that bit out of the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that while well, let's see, let's tie this back into minimalism, right? Because that's what this podcast is all about—not just me ranting about the problems in our society that we cannot seem to solve. And the way in which this ties into minimalism is that, as we know, but I'm going to repeat for the billionth time, minimalism is about focusing our energy. On the things that matter, focusing our resources, our which includes money, our time, our material faculties, into things that are really valuable to our life. And of course, alcohol can be one of those resources. It can be a way to give yourself an excuse to loosen up. Of course, a lot of people know the study that was conducted. Quite a bit ago,、um, in a fake bar setting in the lab, and they、um, they used a cover to test basically if people would behave differently if they were provided with water versus alcohol. I'm sure you can see it coming.、Uh, people behave the exact same if they believe that they had alcohol in their hands, regardless of whether or not that was water or actual、um, alcoholic beverages. So. I am. I saw that study, and I that got me thinking. Why is it that I personally find things comfortable, regardless of whether or not I'm intoxicated? Yet some other people seem to decide otherwise. And I think it's a matter of this brings it back to minimalism, right? It's whether or not you want to include things in your life that don't point you in the direction you want it to. I don't want this to sound preachy because I'm not saying that my life choices are. What's best for everyone? Obviously, I don't know that at all.、Um, I'm going to advocate for certain choices, and I think that drinking when you feel like it is definitely one of it. I, I'm not even saying drinking when you're legal, though. That's the choice that I personally believe in and made. But 
I don't think that drinking or substance use or anything should be something that you do because everyone else is doing, even if no one is pressuring you to do it. That's just silly because, I mean, in this world of minimalism, we know that the idea of keeping up with Joneses is something that is silly and meaningless. Like, let's say your neighbor has an air fryer. Should you get an air fryer? Well, if you have use for the air fryer, yes. If you're like trying to eat fried food but be healthy or just I'm a lazy person who can't cook like I am and wants another method to attempt to cook food to the degree where it's safe to ingest, then yeah, maybe. But if you are just doing it for the sake of doing it because your neighbor does it, then no. Then if that sort of concept is accepted in the world of material consumption, why shouldn't it be the same in the world of alcoholic consumption as well? This gets a little tricky when it gets to the point where, okay, so... I'm drinking because I want to drink, but is it really because I want to drink? You know, like it's it's kind of hard to tell because some parts of that peer pressure that keeping up with the Joneses mentality is so internalized. And I think that this applies to so many different things and I'm not going to name them all. Um, but I, I think that obviously I see it in myself. I see it in the people I'm friends with and everyone else and across the college campus and all that is this sort of need to do things. It's not something that you're consciously thinking of, but you're doing things that others are doing. And if you actually evaluate it, it's kind of motivated by a silly sort of automatic adjustment that we make in our heads to fit in. And I think that that's something that minimalism helps us think through and really evaluate, is this meaningful? So this is not your alcoholic or wait would that be an anti-alcoholism abolishment channel sponsored i wish i wish um (laughs) podcast episode it's not i respect each and every you know the whole shebang the each and every person's decision is their own yada yada yes but will i try to get people to think through those choices yes because There is no need, alongside with minimalism, there is no need to consume things that you don't believe in, and that includes alcohol too. But I do want to say, on the other end of things, there are a lot of minimalism minimalists, I've noticed, who don't drink at all or who will say, you know, I'll have a glass if like the event poses itself, but I won't go out and buy a bottle. I don't think that that necessarily is entirely minimalist either. And I'm sure those people out there who are running those Websites, blogs, whatever, have thought this through. But going out and going completely to abstinence is not particularly meaningful either. A, because probably you're going to change your mind at some point and decide to drink again. And then it's kind of all all the same. Um, as in, you're just going back to what you used to do, which is fine. But it's not particularly deliberate or thoughtful. I would suggest rather, oh gosh, I, I don't really do the suggesting things. That's not really what I'm here to do, mostly because what do I know? I'm a college student in the U.S. who doesn't even have a job. (laughs) But, well, actually, I do have campus jobs for the record um, and for the sake of my own pride. But you know what I mean, real full-time job. But that said, I guess I suppose I encourage, urge, something like that, people, to take the time to evaluate why you're making every single decision, and that includes not drinking too. If you're ruling out alcohol entirely, there are some like disadvantages to it as well. Like in social moments, 
there are going to be remain people who are going to ask you those two billion questions about why you're not drinking. Get ready for the pregnancy questions, ladies. But <laughs> hopefully not at my age just yet, I hope. But that said, it's probably coming soon if I ever do decide not to drink. And granted, at this point, I enjoy this activity, so I plan to continue to do so. But it's going to always be my decision. And it's going to be as far as I can control my decision. And I'm going to drink as much as I want or as much as, well, I want. And by what I want, I mean as much as gives me whatever benefits that I'm seeking out obviously obviously whatever decision i'm making i'm never thinking through this this explicitly but that's the basis that's the foundation of how i want to do things and i kind of went on this rant because i'm actually really proud of how i made my alcohol drinking not drinking decision making process and also i'm obviously able to talk about it in public because i went the legal route so that was preemptively smart of me about a year or two ago i guess whenever i turned 21 because again, I don't know how old I am. <laughs> and I'm glad, obviously, that I made that decision because I get to talk about it now in public. But obviously, that was not in the calculations of when I made that decision of whether or not I'm going to drink before I turn 21. And I sort of really enjoyed everything about how I went, went about this because I kind of felt proud of myself when I was one of the very few people, if not the only person who didn't drink, um, or one of the few people who didn't drink a lot at these parties where people went basically to get hammered. Um, there are particular series of ones that I'm thinking about, and I won't name what they were, um, but um, it was a pretty safe space, so that was great. Um, but a lot of people get really, really drunk, and especially people who... It's a little bit complicated because of the nature of what the student group was tied to, but I would kind of look at that slash, you know, have to help take care of those people. And it, it was a learning experience. Um, and when I decided to drink, I was 21, and I think I turned 21 while I was home, where drinking is legal from 20. So it was kind of meaningless in that sense, which was kind of like, I guess it was not the most exciting 21 birthday. And sure, that would have been fun to go out when you turn 21. But then I'm older than all my friends. So that wouldn't really have worked out either because they wouldn't have been able to drink legally and I wouldn't have had fun if they were drinking illegally. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, aside from me being a killjoy. But then I got to go abroad. And then obviously I was legal there. And also I was legal back in the US. So that somehow like cleared my conscience or something. And I had a lot of fun. And also, oh gosh, wine is so, so cheap in Paris and in Eastern Europe, which is oddly enough the places where I traveled to. So that was really fun to be able to experience and kind of learn alcohol in a context where it's not become this extremely toxic thing. I had heard before that in the US, alcohol is kind of like, alcohol in college particularly is made extremely toxic and I didn't quite get it, but I think my semester, uh -huh, my beautiful semester abroad, I'm kidding, it has its problems. But that said, alcoholically, it was quite a pleasant experience. I went to wine tasting. Um, I went to a, what are those called? I, they're not like ruined bars, but there's a particular name for it in Budapest. They're beautiful and also very, very affordable. And I love that experience. Clubbing scene in France is kind of pricey and I don't get it, but but then if you just want to get a bottle of wine, it's so, so cheap and so delicious. So 
I wanted to kind of balance this out by talking about both sides of things because I don't want to particularly encourage it's not to particularly encourage people to not drink that's not really the point I guess overall in conclusion I would encourage people to not jump into drinking because everyone else is drinking because generally I don't think people are not drinking because everyone else is not drinking that doesn't really seem to be how things work but that's not really the point the point is with everything with minimalism to make deliberate decisions to think oh gosh I was going to say think thoughtfully really me really to think through each decision as your own because you get to make those decisions. And if anyone who is listening to this is thinking about starting to drink or is feeling the pressure to which hopefully under COVID you're not, because hopefully under COVID you're only with a handful of people around and there are people you are able to trust and not put pressure on you to do anything you're not comfortable with. But I hope that people are making these decisions of any kind of substance for themselves. Oh, also, in case you couldn't tell from my goody two-shoes-ness, I don't do any substances either, so I have no idea how that world is, works. And I just recently kind of figured out that marijuana is pot and... Wait, what is it? I don't really know. I, I Yeah, I'm really bad at this whole substance thing. Um, but whatever, whatever um, it is that you're dipping your foot in, that... You're setting your foot forward because that's the foot forward you want to set. And that it's okay to have regrets, of course. Um, and I, um, oh gosh, I have so many different kinds of regrets, but I don't ever want that to be something that I have because I thought that the environment was telling me to. And that's coming from someone who grew up in an all girls Catholic school in a country where confirming to what everyone else is doing, the world ridicules Japan for this, for everyone doing what everyone else is doing. It does help us in crisis scenarios as we see with everyone like lining up in lines and when like we have earthquakes and stuff. I'm sure you've seen the news maybe, but I that's the part of my culture that I really, really don't like. And I hope that people in the US where individualism is more or less celebrated, that people can make decisions here that are meaningful to themselves and decisions for themselves alone. Does that make sense? I hope that does. It started with a rant and kind of ended with a rant as well, but I hope that that was empowering to you, if not really specifically in the dimension of alcohol, um, in any other dimension of life where you feel like everyone else is doing something, therefore you must do the same. Never, never, unless it's like wearing a mask. Do it, but not because everyone else is doing it, but because that's the right thing to do. And sleeping eight hours a day. I will not take my own advice, but that is what you're supposed to do, apparently. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this crazy episode. I hope you enjoyed, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. See you later, Minimal Moves.